An organization can tell us a lot about where they think their team is based on the kind of offseason they have. So where does the Packers organization think this team is in 2022? Plus, why Matt LaFleur is not committing to running the ball more even without Devontae Adams. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown! You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775, Locked On Packers. Packers is the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how we mixed the intro and the outro, but we got it all in this time. <laughs> I did that last week too. We're going to talk about the off season today, what it tells us about where Brian Gutekunst and Russ Ball and Mark Murphy and Matt LaFleur at all think this team is and where it needs to go. Plus, some comments Matt LaFleur made on Tuesday about where he thinks this team needs to play offensively in 2022. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile. Make your moments sparkle with BlueNile.com. They have fine jewelry for every occasion. Use the promo code Locked On to get $50 off any purchase of $500 or more. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Go back, go back, go back, and think about the 2018 offseason, the first year Brian Gutekunst had the wheel. It is bye-bye Jordy Nelson. It is bring in Jimmy Graham. It is a signal, I think, that something meaningful needed to change. But that this was a talented team coming off um, that that 2017 season where you go, okay, this is a pretty good football team. We see the talent. Remember the start they had to open the 2017 season. And then Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Brett Hundley is a disaster. But you look at what they did in the draft, what they did in the offseason. And it was it was not a, a signal that enormous change was needed. It was Let's let's shuffle around the deck chairs, but in this case, it was shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic, right? Because Mike McCarthy ultimately fired in that 2018 season. Then you go into 2019. This was the paradigmatic shift. This was the huge change in operating procedure for the Green Bay Packers. It's a new coach, a very different kind of culture. It was enormous money in free agency with the Smiths and Adrian Amos and Billy Turner. It was big swings in the draft with Rashawn Gary trading up for Darnell Savage. It was solidifying that interior of the offensive line with Elton Jenkins. That was Brian Gutekunst telling us he thought this team was not talented enough to win, and we saw it in 2018. Yes, they spent the 2018 draft trying to fix 
a particular position of need and particularly the defense. But had to fix corner. They get Jair Alexander. They get Josh Jackson. Had to add some depth at receiver. They get MVS. They get Equinemius St. Brown. One of those guys turns out to be a very useful player for the Packers down the road. In 2020, the Jordan Love, A.J. Dillon, Josiah DeGuara pick signaled the Packers franchise saying, we think this is a complete football team. We think adding on the margins, you add a Christian Kirksey, something like that. And that's enough. That's enough. And it turned out to just barely not be enough. Jordan Love, of course, is a signal for the future. It is it is a roster that is good enough to compete right now, and so time to plan for the future. Well, 2021 was an offseason of appeasement in a lot of ways, trying to get Aaron Rodgers on board, but also you bring in Eric Stokes, you bring in Amari Rodgers, you bring in Josh Myers, guys you think can compete right away, even if it turned out to be the case that Amari Rodgers couldn't. It was win now. Randall Cobb, now that was part of trying to placate Aaron Rodgers, but they wanted, clearly wanted to bring in a slot receiver. That's what Amari Rodgers was as well. And then they go out and they get Whitney Merciless. They go out and they get Russell Douglas. Now, part of that was because of injury, and we can't exclude that part. But they went out and got real NFL players, guys who had played real snaps, not just back of roster type filler, and then you let the other guys play in front of them. No, they they gave those guys real snaps right away. And in, certainly in the case of Russell Douglas, he just played well enough to make it all work. They took a little bit of a gamble on Devondre Campbell, who came in and said, I want to play a specific kind of way. I think it looks it looks like more of a gamble in retrospect now that we have the full context of that conversation. At the time, that felt like, oh, well, he's just a he's just a body. He was available to anyone, you know, midsummer. And so he's just coming in to try and, you know, see if he can give us something. That seems to be the the feeling at the time, but now that we know that he came in and said I want to play a very specific type of position, Give me a chance. And they did. I think it was a little bit of a bigger risk than we realized at the time. I think a lot of these moves are different if we knew the full context of the conversations and the requests and the demands and all those things. So now we get to 2022. The Devontae Adams move, I don't think, tells us everything about this team. But I do think it is part of a bigger narrative that fits. Let's put the Devontae Adams piece for to the side for the moment. What was the first big free agency move that they made? Jerron Reed. You go and you look at the players they re-signed. They gave Devondre Campbell top of market kind of money. Paid him like the elite linebacker that he is. They gave Russell Douglas above starting corner level money. I think he's going to outplay that contract pretty easily, to be honest with you. And you look at what they did in the draft. Defense, defense. I understand they traded up for Christian Watson. They essentially had to do that. And then offensive line. They put a lot of resources into the offensive line for the second draft in a row, really. Because Josh Myers and Royce Newman both started for the Packers last season. You add Sean Ryan, you add Zach Tom. You add or she really like they made huge investments in the offensive line. 
I think at some point we might see them sign a veteran tackle as well. Although the development of Yash Naiman has, has really propelled this group forward. What does this say about the Packers? It's not just about being ready to compete, though I think they, they clearly feel like their Super Bowl window is right now Brian Gutekunst specifically and explicitly said as much. But it's more than that. It's about how this team needs to win. And I think what 2022, this offseason, signals to us that the team believes is they need more options. They need more ways to win than just relying on Aaron Rodgers because as we saw in the postseason and we've seen in a lot of postseason exits, just having Aaron Rodgers is not enough. That's why you countenance trading Devontae Adams. I get that they got good return for Devontae Adams, but I think that's only a move you make rather than try and push it a little bit to make it a little bit more contentious to say play on the franchise tag or sit. They could have gone that route. They certainly could have done that. But trading him fits this idea that the team needs more ways to win than just relying on Aaron Rodgers to go make plays. The offensive line, we've talked about how essential it is for Rodgers to be protected. So it's not just about pass catchers. And the investment in the defense is a signal to say in a year, two years, three years, which is what the draft is for especially. This team is not going to be able to rely on Aaron Rodgers to bail them out. And so you have to be able to win other ways. So the investments that they've made now has, they've got one of the most talented defenses in football. Top five talent on the defensive side of the ball. Can they be a top five kind of defense? We'll see. But I think the idea of this is we know, or at least we can we can glean, that this is, this is the way that they want to set this up. To give themselves more options. To not put it all on the shoulders of Aaron Rodgers. With the understanding that they're also paying him $50 million, And so they think he is still good enough to elevate the talent around him. That it is still very useful to have Aaron Rodgers. Better to have him than not have him. And that he can lift this offense. That he can do for them what other quarterbacks can't. And I think that's borne out by what we see on the field. Having... You know, just baseline, not historically terrible special teams. And they probably win the Super Bowl last year. I understand Aaron Rodgers did not have a good playoff game. But the offensive line was also a mess. Big investment. Now, the defense played great, but also investment in special teams. Um, go back and listen to that interview with Cassidy Hill that we did from last week on Summer Fridays. I thought she was awesome in breaking that stuff down. I got a lot of really good positive feedback on that episode. People really liked her. I think Cassidy's great. There is an investment and an a, a signal change to how they're treating special teams. They need to find more ways to win than just Aaron Rodgers. They understand that and they're telling us that they understand that. Speaking of how this team wants to win, we're going to get to Matt LaFleur's comments in just a second. Before we do, let's talk about our friends at Blue Nile. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of their dreams 
to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Whether you're, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Build the engagement ring of their dreams or celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. No matter what you're looking for, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked on Packers listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This includes engagement rings. Use the promo code LOCKED. On to get $50 off a purchase of $500 or more. Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. The Ultimate NBA Mock Draft starts June 16th. With over 50 insiders, nothing equals the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. The Locked On NBA Big Board Draft Experts plus the Odyssey Insiders first pick. June 16th, search the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you won't miss a pick. Matt LaFleur said something I really thought was interesting on Tuesday, and it's something that he said over the last couple seasons, and now, as the kids would say, it just hits different. And he's been asked a couple times over the years, going back to the A.J. Dillon draft pick, going back to last season, and, and now I think it makes a lot more sense. Are you going to run the ball more. Why? Why would they ask that question this year? Why would it hit different this season? Well, duh, no Devontae Adams. So you're going to lean on Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. I did a whole segment on this yesterday or Monday about why you want to get your the ball in the best players' hands and, and put those guys on the field at the same time. Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, get them on the field at the same time if you possibly can. That does not mean, in every case, certainly, running the ball. And Matt LaFleur's answer was a great one. It was, I'm not going into the season with any preconceived notions of how we have to play. There there are certainly coaches, and, and I know that seems like a normal thing, but there are certainly coaches, even now in the modern league, who say things like, I'd really like to run the ball more effectively. I'd really like to run it more. I think we need to throw it more. I think we need to throw it better. Every coach at all times wants to do everything better. And I, I you know, I, I take them at their word when they say, I think we need to throw it better or whatever it is, because they're they're letting us know their priorities, right? But Matt LaFleur saying it's matchups, it's week to week. That's what you want a coach to say. And it's easy. It's easy to say that. When you haven't had to do it yet. It's easy to say that at your opening press conference and you haven't had to make any calls on the field and you haven't had to figure anything out and you haven't been in that situation where you're down your best receiver or you're down your best running back or you're playing a team that can't stop the run at all or has no no healthy corners and now you have to game plan. Can you adapt on the fly? Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers and this offensive coaching staff, at least such that that you have continuity there. You, you bring up Adam Stenovich, but you lose Luke Getze, you lose Nathaniel Hackett. They're a big part of this offensive brain trust, but, but Matt LaFleur is ultimately the guy in charge of the offense. He's the guy in charge of the team. They have proven they will tailor a game plan to an opponent. 
And they showed, I think, especially in 2020 and 2021, when they have an advantage, they're going to go to it. When they think they can exploit you in a particular kind of way, they're going to go to it. Now, what I'd still like to see them get a little bit better at at times is the plan B. Okay, plan A doesn't work. I think this team does so much planning and so much prep. They can sometimes be slow to get to plan B. You know, in the in the Chiefs game, for example, with Jordan Love, Matt LaFleur admitted he was slow to adjust because it, things weren't working. They thought they could just run the Aaron Rodgers offense with Jordan Love, which was never the right way to go. But you look at the Arizona Cardinals game. No healthy receivers. They go and they win on a short week, just, just running the ball, short passes, and playing really good defense. You go back to 2019 where you, you lost Devontae Adams for a month. And you look at the Cowboys game, it's Aaron Jones. You look at the Chiefs game, it's Aaron Jones. You look at the Bears game, Devontae Adams played early in the season. They won a defense. Now, that wasn't necessarily molding a game plan, but it was understanding that this defense could get stops, and so you, you can play a little bit more conservatively. Look at the Rams game in the playoffs. Run, run, run. Exploit them, get them thinking run, and they, and they, they dominated that game up front. Packers have to get back to doing some of that stuff too. But they knew they had to be patient. But then look at the Rams game this past season. That was shotgun. It was empty. It was four wide receivers. It was spread these guys out. It was make Jalen Ramsey move around and then make everyone else cover. And give your offensive linemen quick passes. Give them not much time to have to pass protect during. And you're in really good position. We've seen them do this. We've seen Matt LaFleur prove that he can do it. And I think from that standpoint, it's just different now. Because they have to. They have no choice. There is no Devontae Adams to bail them out. It is easy to say we can be adaptive when you know you have that ace in the hole with Devontae Adams. Because if that... Plan A doesn't work. You always have plan B, which is Devontae. Assuming Devontae is not plan A. And plenty of times last season he was. So now what does plan A look like? And, and maybe more importantly, what does plan B look like? And that's where I want to see the growth from Matt LaFleur this year. That's where I want to see the partnership with Aaron Rodgers grow this year. How can they problem solve? And if they can do it, Adam Senevich might be gone might be out, head coach somewhere else, just because that's how this works. Everyone is going to be in demand, especially without Devontae Adams. This team has proven time and again that they can adapt. Now, can they counterpunch? Can they counterpunch without Devontae? Now, there, there's going to be a group of fans who are going to say, actually... Well, actually, it's going to be easier to counterpunch because the plan is not going to be just get Devontae the ball. It's going to have to be more schematic. It's going to have to be more deliberate and intentional and, and potentially more creative. Can this team do that? Can they show that? We're going to see. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Built.com. 
com and the new mud pie bar. You guys, built, they have outdone themselves with the new mud pie flavor. It it it's hard for me to even put into words. It's got whipped cream, it's got chocolate mousse, it's covered in real chocolate, plus, plus a cookies and cream crumble on top. I mean, come on. And, and you're gonna need to do it fast if you wanna buy these because they're only available for a limited time, which means they are going to sell out in a hurry. I was just talking to my dad, in fact, who was saying, are you talk about these flavors? And by the time I go to order them, Sometimes they're gone. I'm like, okay, first of all, you need to listen to the show the day of because he doesn't. Love you, dad. And when you hear about these new flavors, you got to get on it because they will go. People love these things. And you know, especially those of you who have tried Built Bar, you know these bars deliver on the flavor. And I'm telling you, this is next level Stuff. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. We're going to be back on Friday. Summer Fridays continue. Um, we're, going to, we're going to continue with this three-show uh, structure into July. We now know that the training camp sounds like it's going to open July 27th. So plan your trips to Green Bay accordingly. Uh, rookies are probably going to have to get there a little bit sooner. So, um, you know, you, you may see them hanging around. You may see Quay Walker at the, at the quick trip if you're, if you're so inclined. Uh, and, uh, we're going to, we're going to have a lot to talk about over the next 40 or so days before that all opens. We're going to have a lot of fun, but so three, three shows still for the next month and a half, basically. So, but we're still gonna have fun. We still got rookie orientations. We still got to talk about some of these rookies in depth. We got to do it. So we're going to have all that coming up in the next couple of weeks. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775. Stay Locked on Packers.